We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. I'm Lindsay Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Lindsay? Finally, we can talk after a win. It's been um, a long time, actually. This is our first episode after a win, so I'm actually I'm excited to talk about positive news with the Cincinnati Bengals right now. Oh, man, absolutely. I mean, the past two games... It's never fun to do podcasts and everything when team loses. So team finally wins and, uh, you know, people are actually going to listen, read, whatever. And uh, it's also just more exciting to talk about happy things than it is the trying to find silver lining and a loss to the Cowboys or the Steelers or whatever. So very excited to finally talk about this team beating a team, even if it's the Jets. I mean, hey, the Jets beat the Browns last week, so they're not helpless. After seeing this team against the Steelers and the Cowboys, it's any given Sunday. So, I mean, it's not for me. I, I don't even think it's just the Jets because everybody saw what happened last year with them, too. And Joe Flacco, he's still a vet quarterback. He is a backup for a reason. Um, but kind of just moving along from the positive side, we'll say with quarterback play right now, one of the biggest things that we heard all week, I didn't know if it was like coach speak, player speak, but they were talking about starting out fast because it's something that they've just really struggled with. Um, under Zach Taylor era. And, you know, even though that Joe Burrow is here, they just, it's been really hard for them to just go out there in the first quarter and dominate. The one game that really sticks out for me personally is, you know, the Steelers game last year, the Ravens game, but it's just been a while since they've been able to do that. And they decided, hey, we're going to take the ball first. And I loved that because they never do that. And I get why you don't, you, you know, go stop them on defense and then get it in the second half. But at the same time, I think this might be a new approach that we see from this team because even Joe talked about it in his press conference. It's fun to go out there when you already have a lead and you're not playing from behind, you're not playing catch up. And you can really see that with this offense. I didn't feel like the offense hit its full potential because there were still plays left out there. And then, you know, in the second half, they could have, you know, you would rather have touchdowns versus the field goal, but it really didn't change much of the game because I really felt like they were going to win that one. Uh, it's been a long time since we felt that way and it wasn't a close game. But Joe Burrow, 275, three touchdowns, and he, you know, got the ball to different receivers. And I think that's one thing that he's looking to do. T. Higgins, I mean, absolutely just a star out there. And it's so unfortunate that that touchdown didn't count for him. But we'll stay with, we'll stay with Burrow first. What did you think about his play today? Oh, he was good. He was uh, what what the standard would be uh, that I have set for him for like, yeah, that's a good performance. (laughs) He was, he protected the ball. He extended plays. He threw downfield, but he also took timely check downs, got the ball out on time. Didn't put his offensive line in a bad spot overall, just like a very good performance. Wouldn't say great just yet. I think it was very good. I think uh, he was accurate. A lot went great for him. The only thing is that I think of as his great performances are like those games against the Chiefs, the second second half of the 49ers game. Uh, you think of Ravens, both games really, where he's able to be, you know, a fireball down the field uh, and just create explosive play after explosive play and escape a ton of sacks, just things like that. So for me, it was a good 
not yet great, but definitely the best performance we've gotten from Burrow this season. What did you think? I agree with you. I, I think that we've seen the best of, not even the best of Joe Burrow, but we saw 2021 Joe Burrow. We've and seen better. Yeah. We've seen better. And I think this was just, I think it was just good to see because Joe did look comfortable out there. And then obviously, you know, you want to keep him protected. That's huge. Nobody wants to see Joe take any hits or any sacks, but he just looked like there were moments that this team today, there's, there are things to clean up. They didn't play a perfect game. It had like the 2021 glimpse. And I'm like, okay, that team is still here. They're still good. They can still get it going on on offense. I mean, you know, Tyler Boyd going for 105 today. I, I didn't have Tyler Boyd as the leading receiver today. And that touchdown, I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah, don't forget about T. Boyd. We talk about T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Uh, Tyler's still out there too. And I think that was really fun to see. And, and as I mentioned earlier, Joe just talking in this press conference about the wide receivers. And his biggest thing is, he wants to continue to give everyone the ball. And that's huge when you have all these playmakers. And I just felt overall, Joe played a, yeah, Joe played a good game. It, it was probably his best one that we've seen this year. And, you know, he had a little bit of moments late in the Steelers game in the fourth quarter Cowboys game. They had that one drive, but it really never felt like Joe. Um, and, and we saw that with this game. We'll go to um, the play calling. What did you think about the play calling this week? Yeah, right away they uh, seem to know that there is a problem and are looking for more ways to address it, more looking for changes. Uh, first play of the game was a duo with, uh, I think it's Stick, but it might have just been uh, Hitch's uh, RPO. So what it is is duo, which is basically power play. They're going to push forward a pair of double teams. And Joe's going to read the uh, to the passing strength, the linebacker overhang, whatever is over there. If he goes in to fit the run, then you throw the hitch. If he tries to uh, play out, you just hand it off and let uh, the running back create. He came in a little bit or stayed, doesn't matter. He didn't go out, and Joe throws the hitch. 11 yards on like the first play of the game. And right then it was like, okay, they, they know there's an issue with their quick, just a lot of issues with the offense. Not that it's all terrible or that it was all terrible, but they, you know, they need to find, so find a way to get more consistent and creative plays. That's one of them. And then it felt like they were really just mess. It still feels like they're kind of just messing around with the run game, seeing, okay, when we do this, does this work? Does, does that work? And I would say that that could be your one real disappointment of the game was just the run game, at least before P Ryan uh, came in because I mean, we will talk about it later, but I'm not sure the blocking was great or the running. Uh, it seemed like everything was a little bit off or at least through most of that game, but the passing, it was there. And we, I on Twitter talked a lot about does it's hard for defensive coordinators to change their stripes. I still thought Robert Sala was just going to do the, what, what, what's worked and just call a bunch of Tampa two, but he probably doesn't rep it that much in practice. They had 13 snaps of Tampa two in the past year and two games. And so less than one a game. <laughs> so I don't think this is something that they really try to run a lot of. So they did run it a couple times, but I think that's why you saw them not use it all the time. And basically what that did for them, for the Bengals is we got some one-on-one -on -one shots. They even went to single high and that's when T was able to soar over top of sauce and catch that ball. Uh, they took a few shots downfield because of that. Um, even the, uh, 
it was a third down, I believe, to T on the left sideline against DJ Reed, where he goes back shoulder. And honestly, to me, was what an insane decision to call single high with a five foot nine inch corner on your on a six foot four inch wide receiver. I just feel like that's a crazy call to be like, yeah, he'll be fine out there. <laughs> he was not. <laughs> And, and kind of just saying what the offense right now, I know that you're going to dive into it and we'll get a more in-depth segment on the episode this week, but the offensive line from week one and week two, just from the early glimpses of watching the game, how did you feel? They were much better. I know I just said that it wasn't great in the run game and it probably wasn't, but pass protection, much better. Now that's just a little bit to be expected. You're not playing TJ Watt and Micah Parsons, but they weren't only losing to those guys. So find, seeing them actually perform pretty well as a unit, a few times it, it seemed to me like Burrow thought, I'm going to be under pressure. And he kind of looks down. I think it was only once or twice, but it happened. And he's like, oh, I've got I've got protection. <laughs> and he, you know, I think that bled in and he started feeling more confident in the guys protecting him. Then, of course, he takes a sack to his knee. But <laughs> as, he's, as he's going to the game, it felt like he was more confident in the offensive line. And I thought overall they did do a – good job in this game and we'll move over to the wide receivers as i mentioned earlier joe loved it he's like i'm getting everybody the ball t higgins had a touchdown that didn't count got jamar chase one time in the end zone what did you think overall of the 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 wide receiver today i thought t and boyd were sensational um this was not a good chase game he had a few drops he his foot came off the ground. It was a tough catch. But he had a couple drops, and uh, he also had the fumble. Well, whatever you want to call it. It's, yeah, either it a drop, it's either a drop or a fumble. Neither way is it. Either way, it's bad. <laughs> so uh, I think it was also a drop, but he had a pair of those, I think. Mm-hmm. And the one even gets ruled a fumble. That's why you can't drop the ball, <laughs> because you're putting it in the official's hands. Um, just overall, not the best Jamar Chase performance, probably the worst performance we've seen in quite some time from him. And they're still able to be a very good offense because they have T and they have Boyd. And we've talked about how you have to – Chase is going to get the wide receiver, the elite wide receiver treatment. That means these guys are going to have their opportunities, and they really took advantage of it today. The Boyd catch and run to me was bonkers because he takes a helmet-to-helmet hit <laughs> – stays on his feet and runs for 40 more yards for the touchdown. And yeah, T was just dunking on everybody. It seemed like, but mainly, uh, well, no, it was both Reed and sauce. He dunked, he got a dunk on both of them and what should have been a touchdown. Well, a lot of 50, 50 calls didn't go their way, but you can overcome that when you, uh, when you're just playing so well. So I thought the receivers in general were very good. Um, just, and it's the one guy who you think is consistently going to be great, had an off game and you were still great. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like there, there was still a lot of points, you know, left off the scoreboard for this team that they can get even better on offense. Hayden Hurst, who I felt like in the off season, great addition as a free agent. Do you think that they're not using him enough in the tight end position? And maybe we'll see more of that with different defenses they're facing. Uh, I think that one, when a team is going to – I don't know. I I think today I have no real issue with it. Um, And I feel like he's gotten targets the other two weeks. I think it's a little bit of when teams are going to focus so much on the wide receivers and play whatever cover two Tampa coverages 
then he can do stuff underneath and down the seam, the in between the two safeties. But today, where the co- where the defensive coordinator coach, whoever is calling plays for the Jets defense, gets away from that a little bit, when you get into that single high world, what that's going to do is uh, it's going to drop. We think too high, two two safeties back as to prevent deep balls, basically. And you think one high, one of those safeties comes down into that intermediate shallow area. So that's really where Hurst operates. And so they congest that a little bit more, give up the deep ball, the T a couple times. And that's what it is. But uh, to me, I, I had no issues with what Hurst did. It's just so hard for him to be a consistently like 50, 60, 70 yards at a touchdown type guy and getting five, six, seven targets a game when you are the fourth mouth to feed in the passing offense. So I thought he was fine today. I, I didn't think he was bad from what I could see, but I he's he's good, I think. We talked about that. I think he's good. I think he's shown that he's a good tight end. But when you have T and Boyd going, you don't really have to start feeding Hurst because you already have two guys that are doing what they do. All right. I want to get to the, all the fun stuff, the more, more positive for this team on the flip side, the defense. One thing that we have talked about in the last two games has been a bright spot. And it was again today against the Jets offense. We'll get to that next on it's always game day in Cincinnati.